Hi, and welcome to the Stay at Home edition of the LJPC Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. Well, today I'm not at church in the podcast studio. I'm at home, and I have on the podcast my husband and your pastor, Paul Cunningham. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hi, honey. Hey, long time no see, Shannon. (laughs) Uh, How are you doing? How are you holding up? Uh, I think I'm holding up fairly well. It's definitely been a um, a trying couple of weeks for all of us of trying to figure out what shelter in place looks like and um, doing church and doing uh, way more Zoom meetings than I ever possibly imagined and connecting on the phone, uh, a lot of text messages, emails. Uh, but overall, I think, uh, at least I'm doing pretty well. I think our family's doing pretty well. How, how do you feel about family and everything? Well, we're four adults living under the same roof, and thankfully we get along. So <laughs> yes. praise God for that. And uh, the kids are doing online schooling, and we each kind of have our own space where we work. Uh, Paul, you have uh, I've uh, created, created my office upstairs yes. in our bedroom where I have my laptop and my books and um, trying, uh, for the most part, not to even go into the office. We've pretty much shut the office down, which I think most people know, and um, only if something is absolutely essential am, am I going in. Yes. And I have my studio space. Some yes. of you, most of you know this. Some of you may not know that I'm an artist, that I make handmade tiles for a living. And the crazy thing about this whole stay at home, shelter in place thing is that my orders have doubled. And so I thought that my studio would be a little dead and I would be cleaning out the house and getting more organized and going on long walks. And instead, I am working like a mad woman trying to get orders out. <laughs> you are pretty busy. It's pretty, uh, it is, uh, I think she was, as she said, I think that's what we kind of expected was that things would um, slow down a bit. I think things have just changed. Um, having both of our kids now at home is a whole um, new, unique experience for us. Um, mm-hmm. Some of you know this about me. I like to go to bed early and wake up early. And I don't think there are any college students in the world who follow the schedule that I follow. So... Um, they go to bed late and um, sleep a little bit later, and but they're both uh, doing classes online and Zoom calls, and um, and it's been great. I think it's the surprise has been uh, just time together, and I think we've eaten more dinners together as a family in the last month than we probably did in the last three years, and so that's been a right been a fun fun thing. Right, and and walks together, and we were empty nesters, and we'd kind of gotten used to that. And then the nest is full again, and we're thankful for the time, because we know it's not going to last forever, so we're thankful for the time with them. Yeah, and so Micah will not be going back at all. He has to, we have to move him out of his dorm at some point in May, and hopefully we can get up there and make that happen. And uh, as many of you know, Morgan was uh, going to graduate in May, and um, she'll still graduate in May, but the ceremony will now be in October, so Mm -hmm. we're excited we get to go and um, celebrate her. Yes, yes. So let's talk a little bit about how Easter was. So that that was this past Sunday, and that was a different experience. How did that feel for you? It was uh, it was a very different experience. As many of you know, we are uh, pre-recording uh, the, the worship experience that we produce. Um, everything is due uh, by Wednesday or Thursday, depending on what part of the service we have. 
And it's really, as I've shared, it's different preaching into a camera with no audience or congregation and no response. And um, I think I'm getting a little more used to that. Uh, Easter was, you know, it, it was different, but it was good. I, as many of you who were watching us online, you experienced the uh, Facebook app having problems. And basically, uh, the good news in all that is there's so many churches doing uh, Facebook Live that we basically, the churches crashed their servers, I think, <laughs> and um, our service started all over again. And, uh, and, and, I, and it really kind of bothered me. I was like, we've worked hard to come up with this, you know, wonderful worship service and bring in all sorts of different pieces. And then here we are 10, 15 minutes in the service and it reboots and starts all over again. But it also reminded me that um, I'm not in charge. And I think coronavirus has reminded us of that and COVID-19 and uh, the world that we're experiencing right now. And it was just another reminder to me of God saying, why, why do you think you have it all figured out? And, you know, the good news, like I shared, that there's there's all sorts of people who are online hearing the gospel, perhaps for the first time. So um, I can't begrudge that or regret that. I'm just grateful that uh, we have the capacity and the capability to uh, produce um, what we're doing. And, and Easter was great. I mean, we I met up and, uh, you know, had dinner or had lunch together as a family and some of the young families from the church decided to do a drive around the church and everyone's social distancing in the car and honking their (laughs) horns and yelling happy Easter and, uh, yeah. And that was just great. I think it was just, you know, we needed a little bit of, uh, spontaneous joy, Mm -hmm. I think. And that provided that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so work for you right now, it, it does look a little bit different. How, how are you meeting? How are you figuring it out? How are you meeting the needs of your staff the congregation. It's just such a different world right now. I know that you are loving wearing shorts every day. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> that may never change. So that looks very Hoodies different. and shorts are great. I love this. <laughs> you are a California boy after all. So you do love that. But how are you and the staff getting along? I, I have been amazed by the um, resiliency of our staff. I shouldn't be amazed by that. I have been grateful um, mm-hmm. for their resilience. They, um, as I talk about, and you all know, they're an amazing group of people. And so, uh, we're all, you know, trying to figure it out together and how do we do Bible studies and how do we, um, connect with our uh, senior population? How do we connect with those who may not have anyone to connect with? Mm-hmm. And the staff has just been, uh, doing an incredible job of that. We get our Tuesday morning staff meeting and which is our all staff meeting. We um, are still meeting on zoom uh, most every Tuesday and just kind of doing a check-in and it's a little different. It's not usually we'd have a Bible study or watch an inspirational video. And, um, I just think right now it's more important to check in on how people are doing with family and work and managing stress and, and all that sort of stuff. And so, uh, but it's a different work week for me. I, uh, have told a few people that I tended to front load my whole week around meetings and gatherings and, other stuff that needed to happen so that really on uh, Friday and Saturday, I'd have an opportunity to uh, digest what I'd been studying and actually write my sermon. And now with preaching on either Wednesday morning or Thursday morning, uh, that's all really changed. So my, my front part of my week, I'm still uh, trying to figure out a rhythm and a routine. I don't think I have it sorted out and I I don't know if I ever will uh, just because uh, it's, it's so strange to not be gathered on a Sunday morning and, and have the crowd there. But I, I feel that the, the 
whatever the routine or rhythm is, it's starting to happen. I think our staff is, uh, has developed some great patterns of reaching out to either children or families or students. And uh, Scott and his team are doing a great job of congregational care. And uh, Cynthia is still doing teaching. And so I think that uh, the team has just been doing an amazing job. And and Susie's doing some fun things with children's children's ministry. Yes, Susie's doing fun things and dropping bags off with families, and um, you know, it just just keeps going. Right, and the homeless ministry. Yeah, for those, um, some of you have asked about this, and it would be good to know. We have continued our homeless ministry on the, the doorstep ministry. So on Mondays and Thursday mornings, uh, we hand out lunches to the homeless community that are in La Jolla. We've moved that now uh, to the chapel, the front doors of the chapel, because everything. On the main part of the campus is closed, uh, and I know they're they're really grateful. That community has um, expressed a lot of gratitude that they still can come to a place and and, and get a meal to eat for the week. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so some people are curious: How does the Sunday service come together? You know, what is what is the secret sauce, the magic to make all of that happen? Well, I have this great little laptop that you just put it all together, and it just you snap your fingers and it works. <laughs> no. Uh, no, not at all. teases. <laughs> uh, I am grateful for Jim Sedgwick. Jim yeah. has done an amazing job of um, figuring stuff on the fly. Because I think we, you know, we were already live streaming uh, from the sanctuary. But what most people don't understand is we have all the equipment we need in the sanctuary or in the fellowship hall to make it a pretty seamless effort. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take a lot of, you know, prep and, and everything's there. But once the shelter in place came down, we really had to revise how we're doing things. So basically Jim sends out an email to whoever's going to be participating in worship that week saying, here's uh, the Dropbox where you need to either upload your songs or upload your sermon or upload, you know, whatever it might be that needs to be uploaded, the prayers. And then he does an incredible job of of piecing it all together. It was awesome last week on Easter Sunday to have uh, the Grams and the Porters and the Harpers doing their testimonies, which I thought was just fun to yeah. see people in their own homes and and uh, realize that we're all in this together. And so Jim just uh, pieces that all together, and uh, we come up with a service that I think is uh, inspiring, I hope, and also honoring of God. Mm-hmm. And the transitions have been great. Transition, and- yeah, yeah. Um, And I know Jim has been learning lots too when we talk on the, on zoom calls regularly of just uh, the learning curve that he's had. And, and, and I'm grateful that, that we have him on the team because I don't know that any of the rest of us would have the skill set to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. That's right. So Paul, you are a very responsible person. I think people know that about you and uh, you care so much about our church and you care so much about the people in our church and you really carry that burden so heavily on yourself. And a lot of people are asking me how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and fine. I, and I tell them, you're fine, but you do try to carry the weight of the church, the congregation, the presbytery, all of our mission partners, yep. um, people in Belize, people in Africa, um, the nonprofits that are struggling financially. You do carry that on your shoulders and that's a lot you have broad shoulders but that's a lot for you to carry and so so I know that the congregation is praying for you and I know that there are so many people that are stepping up to help with things 
Um, you have a degree in finance, and so one area that you are always kind of concerned about is the finances of the, of sure. the church, because yeah. we all know that in order to keep the church plants going, in order to to fund things and help people in Belize, uh, in Africa, you know, we've we've our churches sent money to buy groceries for people in Belize. Yeah. Our churches. Um, trying to help fund things like Big Table, our churches, um, you know, trying to keep up these different ministries, and there's so many different things happening. Have you seen an, a decrease in giving? Have you seen an increase in giving? What's going on in that area? Um, so I just want to say thank you to the church. You all have been amazing. We had a, a march, I think, that brought in, I don't know, 15 or 20% more than we had anticipated bringing in in March, um, offerings, y'all have, um, adapted well. Uh, I know a lot of folks are mailing checks in now that would normally be uh, putting them in the offering plates. So I, I, at this point I feel really good. I mean, we don't know what the future holds. We have uh, made a decision at, at this point as the elders to keep everybody on staff and whether mm-hmm. that means whether they can uh, come into the office and work or not. Um, obviously no one can come into the office, but, um, whether they're doing other stuff or whatever it is that I just believe in the value of our team and folks who have um, committed many years to serving God and serving the kingdom through La Jolla Press. So I, uh, I do say thank you to the congregation. Uh, and I know you all are getting hit with lots of other requests from um, other ministries and missions that we work with because uh, I've realized that one of the, it's not a downside, but one of the struggles is when you are engaged in so much mission work, uh, you hear from people who are really struggling. And so I think if you all um, could pray for our mission partners, particularly those in um, more disadvantaged countries or disadvantaged mm-hmm. communities, uh, they are really having struggles. And um, I was talking with Kenny Logan, who we work with in Belize, and uh, their, ba- their country's basically been shut down. People are not allowed to travel unless if it's essential. They really can't be outdoors that much. Um, there's been no rain for a while, and so they're concerned even about crops. Mm-hmm. So I think that... Um, when I think about my problems and the finances of La Jolla Press, um, I realize that that we are truly blessed, and we have um, a great finance committee and elders who have stewarded our resources really well, and uh, we feel confident that uh, we can weather this, um, and um, are just praying that you know at some point soon we can uh, move on to the next thing. But I, I don't know when that's going to be. I was just talking to some pastors today, and I think we're all. Um, pastors of larger churches here in San Diego area, and we're all trying to figure out what that's going to look like. And I don't think anyone knows, um, even if we get back in the sanctuary, what that's going to mean, whether it's, you know, you're still six feet apart or you're wearing face masks or, uh, you know, I I just don't know. But um, I just want to say thanks to the church because you all have truly um, blessed us and it allows us to bless our mission partners because a part of our operating budget is giving quarterly gifts to our mission partners. And so we just wrote um, a series of checks at the last week uh, to cover our March uh, donations that we normally give to those ministries. Mm-hmm. So because you all are being faithful, it allows us to continue to support our mission partners. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yes, right. And uh, do you have, I mean, that's an upside, that's a good thing, but do you have any other concerns that you'd like to share? I just, uh, I think, the biggest concern I have is just for people in our community or in our church family who may feel isolated mm. that we um, are missing. So I really, we, you know, we have this connect button on our website or it says um, I need prayer or assistance. 
And, and I would just say to the church family, if you all hear of anyone, and they don't have to be members, um, but if just the people are in need, please let us know. We've got a lot of folks who are willing to help, whether it's grocery shopping, whether it's you know running an errand, whatever it might be. Um, I, I think that this is the time for the church to really step up and, and love our neighbor and to be a visible example of that. So I think that's my my biggest concern. I, I God has done a good job of um, helping me go through some lament of just kind of grieving Holy Week and grieving the loss of Easter of, of what we experience. But a lot of that has been just thinking through the lens of other churches and people that I know who are in far more difficult spots than us. So, um, so I don't know if I have other concerns. I think just uh, making sure we're taking care of family in our community. Right. And, and please just continue to pray. Uh, it, it's amazing. We're so proud of how many lives around the world that La Jolla Press touches. And we are so proud and honored to serve this congregation. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we can't believe that God, 14 years ago, called us to this place. We would have never known what a wonderful journey this would be for us and for our family. And uh, we're so thankful that we get to shelter in place in this beautiful community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, where we have sunshine and we can walk around. And there are people out there that are suffering. And we do find out about those needs. And when we find out, we try to help. Yeah. And so if there is a need that you hear of, please let us know. Absolutely. Uh, so so where are you seeing Christ in the midst of COVID? I think it's, um, I was on this call with these pastors today and it, we're, we're look, considering how different our call this week was than last week. Because last week there was, a, I think, a lot more just disconcerting news and a little bit of despair and uncertainty and um, and, and I don't think we're any, by, by any means coming out of this yet, but I just see that there's, um, there's, does seem to be a little more hope of people of, we can laugh a little easier. And, and I think that's the way the gospel works. I think, you know, every now and then we just get reminded that we're not in charge and we, our good and perfect plans are not God's good and perfect plans. And, um, I think that God always works in the midst of adver in the midst of goodness and in the midst of adversity. And I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm just seeing Christ at work and, and I'm praying. I mean, really a part of what I'm trying to figure out now is what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's, uh, that's one of the hardest things. And I was listening to a podcast today and uh, the idea was he, it was about, it's a, you know, how do we deal with adaptive change and technical change? And that's a bunch of stuff I'm not going to get into, but the adaptive change is is, you know, as we look over the horizon, what are we going to be doing that's different um, once we get through all this? And he said, you know, our goal as leaders is to look from the balcony, but then to listen from the floor. And the idea that, you know, we want to be kind of looking over everything that's happening, but then we really need to be on the ground listening to people and what their needs are and what their concerns are. And I think, you know, right now it's hard to listen from the floor because a lot of us, we're just not, we're not able to do that. We're not near each other. But it reminded me of really my role and I think our staff's role and uh, several of our program staff listen to this podcast of saying, how do we how do we look from the balcony? How do we try and discern what's going on? But then how do we also make sure that we're meeting the needs of the church? And mm-hmm. so I think that for me, um, that that's what I'm trying to get from to hear from Jesus. Um, I have a note on my desk that I'm going to reach over here and grab if I can find it. I wrote this note two weeks ago. It's on my to do list. 
It's the one thing that I haven't done yet. And two weeks ago, I wrote, make plans for future. <laughs> that was the week of April 6th through 10th. And, um, and I have it there. Still, broad, everything Paul. else is scratched out on that list except for make plans for the future. But I think that there is that there's this opportunity that presents itself. And I'm praying that God gives me some time to start thinking through, okay, what does it look like from the balcony? And then what's really happening on the floor? Because I think we do have an opportunity uh, to really meet people where they are. I think that's what the church um, has always been really good at is finding the needs and then addressing those in the name of Christ and letting people see the, um, that this Jesus can be known personally. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, you know, that's what we have to hold on to. It's all about um, relationship for us, whether relationship with God or relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, before we close, you know, we didn't plan this, but I'm feeling like we should just pray a blessing over our congregation. I think that'd be great. And so how about I start and you finish? That'd be great. Does that sound good? Awesome. Lord God, I just thank you so much for our wonderful congregation and for each and every person in it. Lord, they are so precious to us. And I know they are even more precious to you. God, we just pray the... Uh, covering of your spirit over their lives. We just pray the blood of Christ over their homes, that you would encircle uh, them, their families, that uh, you would cover them with the armor of God, that they would feel your presence with them, Lord. If anyone is just experiencing heartbreak or loneliness or fear or illness, Uh, financial stress, uh, work stress, kids stress. Uh, Lord, you know the needs. You know each and every one of these uh, listeners and each and every person in our congregation. You know their need, Lord. So we ask that you would meet them where they are, that you would be present with them. Uh, I just pray your blessings over them, Lord, that in whatever stage that they're in, that they would thrive that you would give them the ability to thrive, Lord, and that they would feel a call and a purpose on their life at this time. Father, we just ask that each and every day you would use us for your glory and to further your kingdom. Uh, Lord, thank you for the staff of La Jolla Press and the desire they have to serve others. Lord, keep them strong as well. And we do pray for our um, local and state and national leaders. Lord, there's um, a lot of uncertainty about the future and what it looks like to reopen our economy is what we're hearing a lot now. And uh, Lord, we know that you're in those conversations as well. So grant wisdom and discernment. Thank you for the incredible gift of La Jolla Press. Lord, may you continue to encourage us to do the mission and ministry that you've called us to. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is there anything you would like to add? Hey, no. Um, thanks, everyone. Thanks for taking time to listen. And I'm looking forward to whenever we get to see you all again. All right. Thank you, Paul, for joining me on this special home version of the LJPC Conversations podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast has been produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and our wonderful Director of Communications, Jim Sedgwick. Thank you, Jim.